0: Hi guys, I'm Nymphia, and welcome back to another watchlist episode. Double game week twenty-two is upon us to help us decipher who we should be adding to our watchlist this week. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host and good friend Kylie. How are you doing, lovely?
1: I am excellent, thank you. This game week, the one that's just finished, has been incredibly long, so it's um, it's a bit strange getting back into the swing of FPL thinking. But you know, big week ahead, so we must.
0: We must indeed, and it is our first decent-sized double of the season. And there's plenty that could happen yet. With this in mind, Kylie, what will we be attempting to cover in today's video? I think attempting is the key (laughs) word
1: there. Uh, So, unsurprisingly, we're going to be focusing on double game week picks for this week's video. And I think part of the reason for that is that while there are some really strong single game weekers, they're kind of known knowns. So we're talking about liverpool west ham and they're quite highly owned as well so you've probably already got them in situ so let's have a look and see some of the maybe less obvious double game weekers that you could be considering and i think it's worth noting that while some of these picks could really be viable in the long term There's definitely a couple that are really just for this double game week and we'll cover off the reasons why, but those are probably more for anyone who's looking at playing a free hit like myself. And I think it's also worth noting that we are recording this on Thursday morning. So all information is up to date at that point, but you really should keep an eye on the news because so much is changing quickly and there could be things that come out later that affect your decisions.
0: Absolutely. Alright then, well let's get into this and the first name making it onto our watch list ahead of Double Gaming 22 is Lucas Moura. I'm sure many of us wouldn't be considering him that much before Sun got injured. But you'd like to think with that injury that he'll be more of a popular pick ahead of the weekend. Mora is just £6.5 and you would feel that he would free up a lot of cash if you were downgrading him directly from Sun. He's just 5.5% owned at the moment and whilst that likely rise before the deadline in Game Week 22 comes around tomorrow evening, he will still be a big differential for many. He did assist Kane in the cup, but the goal was ruled offside. It's tough knowing where to go with these doubles, Kylie, but the likes of Kane loves a goal against Arsenal. And whilst Smurra has had some mixed game time, he has managed to get two goals and three assists in that time. He could be worth a punt ahead of game week 22, right, Kylie?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And he's someone, in fact, that I am strongly considering for my free hit. I think he's someone that's been talked quite widely about on FPL communities and on Twitter. And I think he's someone that could work for a free hit, but could also work in in the period that Son is out anyway, for people who are using free transfers. It's obvious that his form has really elevated under Conte and his attacking stats are up, which is really good. And I think what's really key here is that while we don't necessarily know how Spurs are going to perform without Son, we do know the fact that Lucas Mora is going to become increasingly important to them over the next couple of weeks. They have to get goals from somewhere. So I think Kane and Mora, that combination is just going to become pivotal. His XG of 2.28 this season and his XA of 1.69, neither of them are setting the world on fire. You know, they're just about on par with how he's performed so far. But I, I think you do have to factor in that. That's taking in the whole season. And as we know, Spurs did not have a strong start and he's definitely looked better under under Conte. So I think he could be a tidy pick in that respect. Going back to the question of how effective Spurs' attack will be without Son, you know, it is something that we have to think about. But we know that their attack as a whole has dramatically improved, statistically speaking anyway. Um, Under Conte in the last six games so that's not uh, game weeks because obviously game weeks have been all yep. over the place <laughs> so their last six games they've scored 12 goals that's fourth best overall okay. across all teams okay. even better than that they are joint top for big chances total with 21 and they're also joint top for shots on target with 44. so from an attacking statistics perspective they are looking stronger We'd probably expect some degree of decline with Son being out of the team and, you know, his his creative skills not being there. But I think even with that, more it represents a low risk. And there's lots of people that still have Seller, and there are obviously lots of people who have Son. So he could be a viable swap in, particularly for anybody who might be looking to get in the likes of Kane or Ronaldo this week and need to free up some funds to be able to do that. And I guess with respect to the fixtures, although they look slightly tricky on paper, part of the hype is that these are teams, Arsenal and Leicester, that Spurs and Kane in particular really perform well against. So these are probably Kane's best two teams to play in in recent years. As an Um, Arsenal fan, I know that all too well. (laughs) Yeah, it's not a great thing as an Arsenal fan, but from an FPL perspective, whether he'll replicate that is a completely different question. But, you know, we think that the combo of the two of them could do well. And if Mora plays up top, as he did against Chelsea last night, there could be some opportunity for points. Tell me, are you considering bringing him in? I am, actually,
0: yes. I think it's between him and Madison, depending on whether that Leicester match is going ahead on the weekend, really, and then it'll be a decision up top between uh, Ronaldo and King, I think. I like the idea that if I go Ronaldo, to go with Mora, so that I'm covering that Spurs fixture, but still thinking on it at the moment, obviously. There's still a lot of news that could happen between now and the deadline that may change my mind on that one. (laughs) Okay, let's move on to our second pick, and that is the Chelsea goalkeeper Kepa. Now, this one is more for those potentially on a free hit, I would suggest, as we're covering Chelsea defence with a double game week. But long term, he's unlikely to get much game time past this double. As i'm sure kylie will go into in some more detail in just a moment but he's a cheap keeper to consider for just 4.7 million he will allow you to invest your cash elsewhere he's an incredible differential at just 0.5 percent owned this means if he manages to keep a clean sheet or make many saves which could well be the case in this double game week with these fixtures he will move you up the ranks. He has only played once in the Premier League this season, but in that one match against Spurs, he did keep a clean sheet, and he also has kept a clean sheet again against Spurs in the Carabao Cup this week. Whilst Chelsea's defence has been a little shaky of late, maybe this could be just the time for Kepa to come back into the team and create some competition for Mendy, who is currently
1: away at Afcon.
0: What's your thoughts on Kepa, Kylie? You're free hitting, right? Is he mm. worth your consideration?
1: I don't think he's an obvious pick, but he's definitely an interesting pick. And mm. particularly for anyone, as you said, on free hit, who may be either needs the cash because they're going heavy with the combo of Kane and Ronaldo, Mm -hmm. and maybe they don't have a super high team value, you know, that extra bit of money could be really beneficial or someone who wants to go against the grain, right? Um, because the popular keeper picks this week will obviously be De Gea who has received heavy investment in the last few weeks. And of course, Sanchez, who's a bit of a a legacy pick that a lot of managers still own. And, and, and they've been decent keepers, but you know, as Mm -hmm. we know, United, despite De Gea's excellent performances have still managed to concede enough goals to lose their clean sheets. And I don't necessarily think that even with quite decent on paper fixtures for De Gea in particular, that is necessarily guaranteed to be getting, you know, a double clean sheet situation. Um, but like, as you said, Kepa is someone that, if Mendy were still here would obviously not be on the table, but he's received really positive feedback from Tuchel. So that's encouraging ahead of last night's cup tie versus Spurs. And we know that he kept a clean sheet there in the end. Um, But the comments from Tuchel at the time were that he has genuine trust for uh, Kepa. So I guess that's encouraging for him, and then coming and doing really well with Mendy off at AFCON, it is an opportunity for him to impress in light of you know past failings, I guess, and, and really try to improve his standing there. The double is a bit of a mixed bag, with City being the real sticking point, as we know, and then they've got an away tie against Brighton, which represents his best chance at a clean sheet. It's worth noting that uh, following the double Chelsea play Spurs which is not a great fixture and then they blank for both 24 and 25. So this mm. is another reason why Kepa and indeed any Chelsea defender if you don't own them are really difficult to buy using yeah. transfers. Mm-hmm. And with respect to Kepa, you definitely expect Mendy to be back by the time you know it, it gets after that point. So yeah. I think only consider in this instance but I think it's a quite spicy move and (laughs) under the right circumstances he could be a good pick. He's certainly motivated. Yes, that's for sure. And
0: maybe if you already have Mendy then if you wanted a second goalkeeper that you knew would cover him then you could consider it. But also, yeah, those blank game weeks as you say, does make it very difficult to invest even if it means that Kepa ends up playing Spurs again which... (laughs) (laughs) You know, seems like a locked-in clean sheet based on previous stats. Um, Okay, let's move on to the third pick. And this double game-week defender has come from Burnley. It's Matthew Loughton, playing almost every minute of every match except for one this season, where he got 74 minutes against Newcastle in game-week 15. Burnley's defence hasn't been great. They've only managed three clean sheets this season. But a nailed on player in a double game week is always one to consider, especially one that has some attacking potential. Lowton has managed to get one goal and three assists so far this season and is just 4.4 million, which is quite a nice replacement potentially for Livramento in that spot. This attacking threat, his cheap price tag, And at just 2.1% owned with several fixtures yet to be arranged, Lowton could be someone who you could consider not
1: only for the double game week, but maybe as a cheap bench player for the coming weeks, right Kylie? yeah definitely i mean i think on the face of it it's hard to feel a huge degree of confidence in a burnley defender right (laughs) the the time when we had this implicit trust in the fact that burnley were going to keep a clean sheet when pope was between the sticks that's kind of come and gone because this season they're very firmly in the relegation scrap not only have they been struggling to score but they haven't been keeping the clean sheets that we're used to so that makes it a little bit difficult but at the same time Burnley really need to start getting some results and given the fact that Wood has now left and gone to Newcastle, that's their most effective striker gone. Goals are going to be even harder to come by and I think they really need to go back to their bread and butter and and try and get some clean sheets. So we might see some reinvigoration there. or maybe we're just being optimistic who knows (laughs) either way, as you said, they've got three extra fixtures to be scheduled and that's Everton Villa and Spurs, right? So it's a bit of a mixed bag, but there's definitely potential for something in there. And when you combine that with the fact that they've got a double game week, Lots of people own Livermento still, as you said. Mm-hmm. He he genuinely could be a great option for future proofing your team with mm-hmm. other double game weeks to come. Mm-hmm. Pop him in there, either play him or don't, but at least you have a viable option and one who plays really frequently. So I, I think that's that's pretty decent. I mean, when you look at the double, it's not bad either. That's assuming the Leicester game goes ahead, of course. And and that's sort of the big question. And the big question more i think for people with respect to actual leicester assets but it is something you need to consider with the burnley guys as well because obviously leicester's fixture midweek against everton was called off it's a short turnaround i just do think it will be hard to see them getting more fixtures postponed mm-hmm. without actual active COVID cases um yeah. coming in so it there's a little bit of assumption we're making there, but really go close to the deadline before making a decision on on that one. Um, and I, I guess the thing with with those fixtures, because in addition to Leicester, who have been in excellent attacking form, it has to be said, despite a depleted squad, I don't think Burnley will keep a clean sheet there. Mm-hmm. However, Leicester's defence has been terrible as well. So maybe Lurton can pop up with a little something on the side. They're also playing Watford. And while we have thought about Watford as a super attacking team, they scored nine goals between Everton and United. That was highly impressive with Dennis and King in flying form. That's really not the case at the moment. Over the last six game weeks, they've only scored six goals. So that's a a pretty steep decline. Mm -hmm. And they're really struggling in terms of their attacking metrics. Overall, Dennis is flagged now. I believe he's been seen in training. But if he does happen to miss out, then, you know, again, that's another thing that could really, really help Burnley keeping a clean sheet there. So, you know, I think that's good potential. You don't have Lotan for his goal threat. I mean, it's an XG of 0.64. Look, it's not horrendous for a defender. There's definitely some with worse. His XA of 1.42 is not bad either. He does have some degree of attacking potential, and I think he will get the odd assist here and there throughout the rest of the season. And with the number of fixtures that he has, good potential. Yeah, agreed.
0: All right, it's that time of the episode where we're going to have a quick look at the fancy football scout watch list ahead of the coming game weeks, which you can find on the first page of the website. It takes into account current form, favorable fixtures, and covers all of the positions. So with that in
1: mind, what's standing out for you on this week's scout watch list kai i think the first thing on the defender chart is the fact that we've got Royale there instead of Region, who has obviously been the really popular pick mm-hmm. since conte joined spurs and i think that's in part due to the fact that he does get good bonus that's mm-hmm. helpful uh he obviously we've seen reguion having his minutes managed to a degree. So ahead yeah. of a double game week, that's a slight concern. And there's also the fact that uh, Royale likes to put in a gazillion different crosses. <laughs> the unfortunate aspect is that um, they are not remotely effective. I think <laughs> it's a case of hoping that eventually one will click and we'll will start stick. to, see, yeah, we'll start to see some attacking returns there. Um, so I thought that was quite an interesting one. And then I think when you look at the, the midfielders, that's very reflective of, of this current game week that's just finished and, and the one that we're going into. Jota in number one is not surprising despite no double. And that's really driven by the fact that they are playing Brentford, mm-hmm. which obviously looks brilliant. I mean, Southampton put four goals past them. so And, and Southampton have not been prolific in front of goal this season. And also the fact that Salah and Mane are off at AFCON. So he feels like a cert to having your team free hit or otherwise. Yeah. And then of course we can see Some Everton and Brentford uh, people in there. That's kind of a legacy thing from 21. And of course, you've got the popular picks of Madison, Mora and Mount, who are all real midfield options that people are looking at this week. So I think you can see it's very much reflective of a combination of long term and a focus on game week 22.
0: Yeah. And so many single game week players in here as well, maybe suggesting we shouldn't be going all in on double yeah. game week players and looking a little further ahead with our teams with all of these in-form
1: players and their fixtures, really. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's it's a trap that we all fall into year <laughs> yeah. on year, right? It's just going all in on the doubles and, and sacrificing really strong single game weekers. not something I want to do on my free hit this week interesting
0: okay time for our watch list picks for double game week 22 and my pick this week is going to be luckman now this is risky i admit because with the leicester game getting called off midweek due to too many cases of covid or injuries or players at AFCON, whatever you want to call it at leicester there is a chance that luckman may not get his double game week as kylie was saying because it's a really quick turnaround However, I have been so impressed with him that even if Lukman gets a single game week against Spurs, I like the look of him as a
1: long-term watchlist pick, no matter what happens, really. Yeah, I mean, I like the Luckman pick as well for Leicester. Leicester have been hugely impressive in terms of attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we know that the defense has really struggled this season, but particularly over the last period where Madison and everyone's come to the fore, you know, they've scored 15 goals in their last six games, 17 big chances and 32 shots on target. That's not massively far from the Spurs stats that I talked about earlier. So, you know, that's really, really exciting. And I think we all kind of want a piece of that. The main challenge, of course, with Lookman, as you said, is... Will the fixture go ahead? And and then there's also the questions over the availability of DACA. So yeah. if is not playing, you'd assume Lookman would be playing up front, which mm-hmm. sounds fantastic. <laughs> so I think the main thing is go close to the deadline on yeah. on that decision, keeping an eye on wider player availability for Leicester, mm-hmm. and then also the plausibility of that fixture going ahead. But I I think that he's a really nice differential for people.
0: Yeah, definitely. Leicester have several fixtures to be rearranged anyway, and should the Burnley game get called off as well. If you're on a wild card, you'll be getting in a player with lots of fixtures to be added in. If he plays all of those, is anyone's guess as his minutes have been mixed, uh, like you were saying. But in his 709 minutes played this season, he has got three goals And two of those have come in the last two game weeks, so he's definitely on form. On average, he has 2.68 shots on target and 38 penalty touches, placing him just one behind Madison with 39 with less minutes played. His XG is 2.44 and his XA is 1.01, meaning he's a great all-round threat for returns. But based on his conversion of three goals, he's more likely to get you a goal than an assist. Luckman is the emphasis of a differential at just 0.7% owned and he won't break the bank at £6 million should you decide you want to take a bit of a punt on him and it doesn't work out. He's an easy move on at that price range. If I get confirmation, as we were saying, that that Leicester are back on the weekend, I will be giving him some serious consideration ahead of Madison to get into my team. And if not, he's definitely caught my eye enough to place him at the top of my watch list are you considering him at all on your free hit kylie
1: yeah i mean i think if we feel assured that that fixture will go ahead and and that leicester will have their double i'm actually tempted by a a leicester midfield double up which you know it feels heavy but at the same time free hit is an opportunity to to take a few risks and Mm -hmm. i'm hoping to cover my bases they're so cheap that it's really possible so Mm -hmm. madison would be one and then i would be looking at the likes of lookman potentially as the second one so i'm really hoping that those (laughs) fixtures go ahead (laughs) more options definitely and who is your watch list pick this week so mine is Brighton's Cucurella. He's really impressed since he joined Brighton. He started in game week four, I believe it is, and he's been a real mainstay in that team since that point. And as we know, you know, this season, anyone who feels like a stable pick is quite <laughs> quite attractive. Brighton are no slouches defensively either. Their double comprises of Palace and Chelsea. So it's not an easy one, but I could still see them getting a clean sheet out of that he's got six clean sheets and one assist. And interestingly, that assist came against Chelsea the last time he played them, which was only a couple of weeks back. So maybe he wants to replicate that. was <laughs> <He's> crossed. <laughs> yeah. Kylie's hoping so. <laughs> um, because he is someone that I am, am planning to have in my free hit. I mean, I think the big debate there is, Him versus Lamptey, obviously Lamptey is a really exciting player. He definitely has a lot more attacking threat, but that comes with risk as well. His minutes have been managed, Mm -hmm. and he's obviously quite injury-prone. So will he get the two games? It's hard to know, whereas we feel very confident that uh, Kukarela will. So in the current climate, he, he just feels like maybe a little bit more of a stable pick to compensate for some risks that I might otherwise take. And he's at he's 5.1 million. Not super cheap, but not bad either. He's just 3.5% owned. So he's still an Uber differential. As we said, you know, his his threat is somewhat limited. His season long XG is 0.23 and he's slightly underperformed his XA of 1.46. I do think we'll see the odd assist coming out of him, hopefully further <laughs> down the track. And uh, the the thing with him as well is that beyond the double, they've got Leicester, they do blank in 24, so bear that in mind, but he is someone that you'd feel comfortable benching, so that's positive. And then they have a really nice run up to game week 28, when they have a couple of tricky fixtures. Um, And they've also got two pending fixtures as well against Tottenham and United that need to be scheduled. So... Again, it's that thing of you know he has a blank, but he has a couple of doubles a couple more doubles coming as well, so he's quite a a nice solid pick to drop into your team that no one else will own
0: agreed and I think if I was free hitting or even if I didn't have the Davis issue to sort out up front and want a third striker, then I would definitely be considering him ahead of the double gaming, so if I was looking for a defender for not only the double game week but more long term he would definitely be one on my uh, watch list
1: <laughs> for sure
0: well that's it best of luck for the double game week you guys something tells me with all of these postponements we're going to need it if you're not on a free hit or wild card, then
1: i'd be holding off on those transfers until the very last minute hey kylie Yes, absolutely. We're all going to be in fear of uh, potential uh, site crashes, but you're going to have to balance the, the two risks because I think we will go quite close to the deadline. Um, waiting for some news and it, it just pays to be extra cautious in that respect so that's all leave us a comment below with the players that you're considering for your watch list and please like and subscribe if you've enjoyed the show you can find links to my content and NIMS below and we wish you the very best of luck for the double game week
0: bye guys